Ooh, thank you, Jesus. God, you're so good. You're so good. You are so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor, for this honor. Didn't mean to. <laughs> I still, this is just, this is crazy to me. I mean, really. It's, it's really, it's crazy. But. <laughs> Our crazy is God's sane. He is sane and are crazy. What we think is crazy and impossible. It's just his normal. So, okay. Holy Spirit, we need your breath on us. So last week we talked a little bit about submission in our relationship. Today, let's talk about some foundation. Foundation is important when you're building anything, right? You can't build a house in the dirt. You can't do it. You've got to strip away something, and then you've got to go deep. The house, the foundation is a root. It's a deep root. You can, you can try to build your house on the sand, which Jesus said was not... A smart idea. In Matthew seven twenty one twenty four, I think, is where he. Yeah, let me get there. Matthew seven, verse twenty four. First, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. When the rain descended and the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. They built his house on the rock. Had a deep-rooted foundation. Nothing can tear it down. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And the fall was great. So obviously that's a big house. The fall was great. Okay, let's go up to verse 21. This is the foundation of the things he's talking about right here. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many, that's a, that's a big word right there. There's a lot of people that one day are going to say, to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? We've cast out devils. We've done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, you workers of iniquity. They skipped the foundation of relationship. I never knew you. His laws are in effect. Regardless, the law of sowing and reaping works with anybody. It's not just us. It's anybody. Anybody in the world that's rich probably did not get that way by being stingy. They got that way by being generous. So his laws affect everything because it's a law. It does not matter who does it. It's a law. It, it, it's, you are affected. So there are people that can cast out devils in his name. 
people that are saturated in this can go out and do that, but they don't if they don't have the relationship with him, then they're not going in. God, I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be one of those people. I want to be one that built my house on the rock. That let him strip everything from me and lay the deep root foundation in me of relationship with him. How do we do that? Sunday morning, we come to church at 1030. We sing a couple of songs. And then we let the, the, the preacher preach to us a little bit and let us feel good about ourselves. And then we go home. And everything's good, right? <laughs> okay, you're awake now. <laughs> I can have the heaviest weights in the world over here at my house and use them one time a week, and I will never see a benefit. I will never, ever see a benefit of one day a week going in my weight room and... I'll never see a benefit of that. I will only see the benefits if I start small. I can't lift 500 pounds just by walking up and grabbing it today. I can't do that. I can, however, lift 50. That's 10%. That's a tithe. <laughs> That's a tithe of the weight there, 50%. 50, 50 pounds versus 500. I can lift 50. You start small. All those little things that we think are little, that's our foundation. That, the foundation of, of who we are in him and what we're supposed to do. He's going to tell us all these things. But if we don't develop that relationship, there's going to be a crack in our foundation. And what do cracks do? Cracks let in pests. They allow water to come in. If you build your house on a on a... A big concrete foundation that's got a, a small crack in it, even an eighth of an inch wide, just that wide. Termites can get in, bugs can get in, water can get in if you're in a wet area. If it's in the right spot, it can get in and cause all kinds of damage. If the crack is big enough, you will have structural issues later. This side will settle more than this side. Your house is going to be crooked. The winds and the rain are going to come and blow that house down. But if I go to that weight bench every day and I'm lifting my 50 pounds, I'm starting small. Do not despise small beginnings, Zechariah 4.10. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Rome was not built in a day. Dr. Clutzi did not get in his head, did not get in his, in his walk where he is of getting phone numbers for people that he has no idea they are and calling them up and asking for this name just by saying, Jesus, what do you want me to do today? That's what he did that day. But he didn't get there that day. He got there by getting on his face every day. Dr. Pencil has five churches, a hospital that he's over, and he, he prays in tongues for eight hours one day. He didn't get there just by saying, waking up one Saturday morning, I'm praying tongues all day today. 
That's what I'm going to do. He built a fire. He built, he built a fire. If I take out a match and I grab my, my firewood and I strike it, I'm, I'm standing there, I'm holding this. Is that, is that piece of wood going to burn? One part of it will, the part the fire was touching. And it's not going to burn very long. It's going to burn until that match goes out. This morning I was sitting looking over all this and I remembered a story that I heard. I don't remember where I heard it. It was a long time ago. Um, A teacher had a jar, had a big jar. He put sand in it. He had all this stuff. He had all this stuff here. He had a jar of sand, a jar of water, some bigger rocks, some smaller rocks. And he starts just putting them in in random order. Well, the first order he did it in, nothing would fit. Nothing would fit right. He couldn't get everything in there. Well, then he took all the big stuff, put the big stuff in the, in the jar first. Then he took and poured the smaller rocks. Then he poured the sand, and then he poured the water. All of it fit in that jar. And the world tells us to start with the big things first in your life. God says do not despise small beginnings. You cannot have a fire that's going to withstand the breeze by just striking a match under a piece of firewood. You've got to have your straw, your small sticks for kindling, then your big sticks, and then your firewood. And then it will continue to consume itself. It will continue. You feed the flame. You feed it. You feed it. There's a song, This Little Light of Mine. I sang that song at my, my granny's. Was it her 100th birthday? That, <laughs> that was a long time ago. And uh, I sang that song, and that song kind of stuck with me. I learned it in school, but there's a verse in it that says, um, I'm not going to let the devil come and blow my fire out. And I don't, I don't remember it, but if the devil can come and blow your fire out, you need some kindling. I mean, you got to, fire's not big enough there. There's, there's something wrong. There's something we're not doing. The devil can't, he can't blow God's fire out. He can't do it. It will not happen. <laughs> the, same, the same breeze can have two effects. It can put the fire out. It can make the fire bigger. When you, got, when you start small with a fire, there's very little. You can just and let it go. But when you get a big fire going, you can <laughs> until you blew in the face and the fire's only going to get bigger. It will not go out. That's where I want to be. I want to be there in my relationship with him to where nothing in this world can blow my fire out, blow my house down, and make me start over. I don't, I don't like starting over. Starting over is not fun for me. I want to stay. I want him to sustain me. And in that relationship is how we do that. So we stick with these small things. We do these small things first. We, we get up in the morning and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you for my job. Thank you for, thank you for my church. And thank you for always coming in. And, and we, go, we go about our day. And then you get up the next morning. You do the same thing. And then you do that for a little while, and 
Then in the middle of the day, thank you, Jesus. Just, just thank you, Jesus. That, that is a start of everything. That's how we enter his presence. We come into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. Thank you, Jesus. That's foundational to getting to him. That's foundational to getting to him. So, and then we're, I can't have a relationship with somebody with me just saying, hey, how are you today? I'm good. You know, I want you to, I need you to, I need you to do something for me today. I need you to keep me protected and, and just put your blood on me and thank you. Thank you so much for your blood and what you did for me and. Okay, see you later. I'll see you Sunday. That's not a relationship. That's me just telling him what I want. Right? When we have a relationship, when I have a relationship with my wife. She talks, I listen. I talk, she listens. He's listening to us. Everything we say. Everything we say. He listens, he hears it. He wants to do those things for me. He wants to give me the desires of my heart. So, why do I not have the desires of my heart? Because I'm not doing what he's saying. I'm hearing his voice, but I'm not listening to it. I hear, I hear him tell me to... I, I told a story from about work up here one day that we were pulling wire. And this big wire it weighs about 12 or 13 pounds per foot, and there's about 35 feet coming up from the ground and I'm up in a man lift where it goes over and it's turning this way. There's a lot of, we're pulling this wire like 800 feet. It's a long way. And I'm helping it come across these pulleys and then there's a guy in front of me helping it go across this one. It gets past him about 30 or 40 feet which is about 60 to 70 from me. And the rope came off. And this is a big wire and it's coming at me. Well, I'm looking at it from the side because I'm, I'm not even exaggerating a little bit. 45 seconds before I looked at this wire coming at me, Holy Spirit said to me, move, swing over. Had I not listened, had I not just listened and obeyed and did what he said, I don't know that it would have killed me, but it would have hurt really bad. I mean, that was a lot of wire. And it it was... <laughs> flying through that tray right at me, right towards me. I said, Woo, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that six days later, Liz and I are going to Monroe, and I see this big black Dodge truck barrel over this Chevrolet, this old Chevrolet truck pulling a trailer. Dang, that's terrible. I kept driving for a minute. I felt inside me to turn around that that was Josh Kelly. I didn't. I just saw a big black Dodge truck. There's a million of them on the road. It turns out it was Josh and Holly and the boys, and I'm the only one saw the wreck happen. Nobody else saw it. Had I not went back, they may be stuck with all of that. I mean, the state troopers blew my testimony off. They they didn't act like I was even there, but I still told it. I mean. Right, they still came out in victory over that. And 
if we don't listen to that small voice, if we don't just do, just it's the little things. Anytime it's something good or that's going to protect you, it's probably him. The devil's not going to tell me to lift my hands in church. He's not going to tell me that. The devil's going to tell me, you look like a fool. Put your hand down. Holy Spirit's not going to tell me not to worship him. He's not going to tell me that stuff. He's going to tell me, I, I want you I want you to come down here and just, just lift your hands. Okay, good. Oh, I didn't die. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody, nobody even saw that. Okay. No, nobody saw that. Woo, nobody saw that either. <laughs> you know why we don't see that? Because we're not paying attention to you. We're paying attention to Jesus. We're paying attention to the Holy Spirit in this place. The devil's going to come right. He's, he's always that second voice, and it's usually a little louder. The Holy Spirit says, why don't you, why don't you go up there and just kneel down? The devil says, there ain't nobody kneeling down up there. Stay in your seat. You're going to look crazy. Well, all right, I'm going to look crazy then. You know, I mean, that's our relationship with him. We listen to that first voice. The first voice, that's the first, the first voice that speaks to us is usually him. I mean, we need discernment to know. But if it's something good that's going to benefit you, well, maybe not if it's going to benefit you, but if it's going to, definitely if it's going to benefit somebody else, that is, that is what you need. You need to do that because that's him speaking to you. Yes, ma'am. Talking about this, uh, this uh, because John says that my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not hear. So when you said, usually that first voice, if, if we're connected to God, he's, he's the one talking to us. You know, he's, he's talking to us throughout our day. And I know the enemy tries to accuse, but that's, that's in our head. But you feel something in here to do, like uh, Friday. I asked Michelle, could I kind of share? And y'all can, Friday, uh, Michelle and Pastor Casey had to go to Little Rock. And, and the Holy Spirit sometime that night said, text them and tell them the kids can just stay the night. So I did it right then, and and he ha- he put on the side of the road so he could text me back, which was smart. And then what happened? Well, I, I don't normally pull off on the side of the road either. I'll normally text and drive, just to be totally honest. But I, kni- I knew I needed to pull off on the side of the road. And, and so I, I did. I texted her back, and I got back in there. And right as we got outside of town... We saw it. It looked like a huge black mushroom cloud, like it was a major explosion. And as we were getting closer to it, we just kept wondering what it was. And eventually, I realized it was on the middle of the road. And uh, there was a major head-on collision: five car pileup, uh, cars engulfed in flames, exploding. Um, that happened literally just two or three minutes up the road from us. We were about a half mile away from it when we got when we had to stop. So it was. Um, we would have. That's where we would have been, right in the middle of that. If I, if I hadn't got that text and stopped and pulled over and responded to it. Amen. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank, thank you, Jesus, for speaking to us. Thank you for speaking to us. Yes. So, and thank you for prayer warriors because yes. the enemy. You know, Tuesday I shared it. I shared it prayer Thursday, but Tuesday I had to go to the dentist, and the Holy Ghost said, 
I went to the dentist, and he said, don't go back home through Johnsville. And I thought, okay. So I went an hour out of the way through El Dorado. And I just stopped at the little coffee shop and was talking to Michelle on the phone for for a while till to, to time to go back. And the same time, there, there was a wreck, and that person was killed. And I would have been in Johnsville at that time. It's very, so we think, well, I'll do it after I cook my beans, but God's saying, text Pastor Casey. And then, especially if you hear it again, you know, but it's better don't wait on, on hearing it again from him. But, but if you hear that, that's God saying do it now for a reason, because Dr. Sorella teaches us that breakthrough is timing. Yes. It's timing. Yes. We can't wait till later to, to obey God and think we're going to get the same breakthrough, because Remember the children of Israel didn't they didn't want to go and then they wanted to go after the presence had lifted. He said, well, Y'all can go, but I'm not going with you. Because you should have went last week when I told you to. So it's very important to to hear that. And plus it it trains us. That was God. And then next time we'll know oh, that's God. That's his voice to me and it will get real sensitive like that. Amen. So hear the first voice and do it immediately. That brings me to my next point. Now, you can take this how you want it. I don't have any children just yet, but we got two sets of twins coming. <laughs> I'm not announcing anything. I'm just saying that's, that's prophecy. <laughs> Nobody's pregnant just yet <laughs> that we know about. I do have four nieces, one of which I haven't had to spend a whole lot of time with yet because she's with her baby all the time. But three of them, I love those kids. God, I love those kids. They're so good. When, when I first really got in their lives, we lived in Texas when the oldest one, Annabeth, was born. And then when the middle one, McKinley, she 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 wasn't even a year old yet, I don't think, when we moved back. And so I didn't get that foundation with Annabeth, that that uncle foundation here. But I'm not like most uncles. I'm not the cool fun that that people think that you should be. I you do what Gashi says <laughs> now. Because I'm trying to teach you to obey me. Do do what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you four times. I'm telling you once. I'm not going to tell you 